Don't you mean person with autism? If you were sent this a link to this podcast, it's probably because you're either asking about how to talk about autistic people or you've been talking about autistic people to autistic people in a really incorrect way. And the person you've been talking to wants to school you. I hope you're curious. I hope you're open-minded and I hope you have a sense of humor because I'm Magnus Hedemark. I'm actually autistic myself and I've got a hot take on this. Welcome to my podcast, Autism First Language. Look, this podcast isn't like my other podcast, Neuroverse. Neuroverse is an interview format where I talk to neurodivergent people from all walks of life and I ask them questions to help understand uh, what are some of the challenges they face, what are some of the opportunities they have, what are some of the intersections that we maybe haven't thought about. That's not what this is. This podcast right here is just me, my microphone, my experiences, my opinions, my hot takes. Uh, Some of them are going to be really bad. Uh, Hopefully not this one. And some of them are going to be really enlightening. And I hope this one is really enlightening. So if you find yourself on social media or in some kind of conversation about autism and you are not autistic, but somebody in that conversation identifies as being autistic. I don't care how many autistic children you've raised. I don't care how many workshops you've taken. I don't care if you're a doctor, if you're a psychologist, if you specialized in autism studies in college. It's time for you to shut the fuck up and listen. Yes, I said fuck. We do that here. Get over it. The autistic person is speaking from lived experience. No matter how many years of school you took, it's only scratching the surface from an outsider's perspective of what an autistic life is like. That person in front of you has lived their entire life inside of an autistic mind, experienced everything through autistic senses, made every decision through an autistic brain. They're bringing a deep level of expertise that no schooling can prepare you for. No amount of raising children can prepare you for. So it's important to take cues from that person. So let's, let's talk really quick about a couple of the really common uh, ways that people talk about autistic folks. The way you've heard me talking about autistic folks, I say autistic people, autistic folks, I am autistic. All of these are good working examples of what we call identity first language. Okay. Autism is part of my identity. So when I say I'm an autistic person, being autistic is inseparable from who I am as a human being. If you had some kind of magic knife and you could carve 
everything that's autistic out of me, you wouldn't be left with a whole person. You would be left with, you'd be left with messy chunks of human remains. And I'm sorry, that was, that, that got really, um, kind of gross quickly. But the, the point being autism, isn't something that's bolted onto people. It's not something that's that like, we didn't get it through a flu shot or something crazy like that. We were born autistic. We were conceived autistic. Like this came from our genes, mom, dad, you probably gave it to us. All right. One, there's a really good chance. One of you is an undiagnosed autistic person. So you might want to look into that. But then there's autism, Karen, right? Don't you mean person with autism? They're the ones that always come in and try to correct autistic people on our own identity language. And they can be really ferocious about it. Like, I raise two wonderful children with autism. And you have no idea. Well, actually, Karen, we, we, we have a huge idea because, Karen, we were those children. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe you hear me speaking now. And I'm, I'm getting my point across pretty well. You, you hear me using humor. Right? And you're thinking, You're not very autistic. Or... You're not autistic like my child. You have no idea. You have no idea what I was like as a child. You have no idea what the other autistic people you're speaking with are like or have been like. In fact, if you're on Twitter and somebody is typing to you, sharing their thoughts to you and identifying as autistic, you don't know if they can even speak. All you know is they can communicate through the written format, the written medium. There are plenty of autistic people on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, that are non-speaking autistics. And they know exactly what the fuck you're talking about, Karen. So don't try to say that you somehow have some kind of expertise over us because you've got proximity to autistic people. And if you come in with this chestnut, Right here. Hold on. Let me see if I can get this right. My sister has a child with autism. Well, that makes you even further away. You're, you're what I call a tourist, right? Now stop. Don't walk away. Don't cry. A tourist is somebody that's going to a place and they're opting in and they're looking at all the surface trappings, right? They, they're seeing what's on top and they're reading they're reading what other uh, other other tourists have written about this destination but when a tourist is tired of a place they can go home they can leave you know if you're going to Paris and you're reading a book that Rick you know Rick Steves I God, I love Rick Steves Rick Steves makes travel to foreign destinations something that I, I really want to do. But Rick Steves isn't French. He's not a Parisian. When he writes about Paris, he's writing for other Americans, 
from the eyes and mind and experience of an American that's just visiting. This is exactly what a lot of the common thinking about autism comes from. It comes from non-autistic people looking from the outside, trying to understand it through their neurotypical brains, their neurotypical life experience, and translating it for other neurotypical people to understand. So no, Aunt Karen, you don't have some kind of deep experience about autism because you read some pamphlet from Autism Speaks because you have a niece or a nephew who's autistic. That autistic person in front of you, they know what's up. So getting back to identity language, if you listen to most autistic adults, most, not all, but most autistic adults will use this identity first language. I am an autistic person. I'm an autistic man. I am an autistic woman. All right. I'm an autistic parent to an autistic child. That's really common. Occasionally, occasionally you'll hear an autistic adult say that they prefer to be called a person with autism. That's completely valid. Okay. In my experience, a lot of the adults who prefer person first language, and that's what that's called person first language. A lot of the adult autistic folks who prefer person first language are people who grew up with aunt Karen or the warrior mom. Uh, they grew up in a culture of neurotypical people talking about autism without being autistic themselves. And they haven't yet been embraced by and exposed to the autistic community. So, but I, I respect where they are coming from in their walk. And when speaking with somebody that prefers person first language, it's okay to adapt to that. But for the rest of us, the default, the place to start is identity first language. And do not dare try to correct autistic people for expressing that preference. Hey, I'm an autistic person. You don't have to apologize. There's nothing to be sorry about. All right. You definitely don't want to argue with that autistic person about their own identity language. That makes you look like an asshole. The best way to respond is thank you. Gratitude. That person gave you a little bit of enlightenment. That's going to help you to communicate more effectively with other autistic people. You've now got a tool that you can use to connect with people that you maybe didn't walk into the conversation with. So person with autism, autistic person, autistic person with autism, autistic person with autism. Wow. Think about that for a bit. It's identity first language and person first language. And it, it kind of illustrates, it sounds silly, doesn't it? Autistic person with autism. It's redundant, that's for sure. But I think it helps to illustrate why so many autistic people who are often very literal thinkers and place a high value on precision in language. Okay, that's important. 
lot of autistic people value precision in language. So through that lens, can you understand why an autistic person might take offense to being called a person with autism? Like as if I was a whole person with a possession with autism and that possession could be taken away. If you took that autism away from me, would I be a whole person? No, no, you wouldn't recognize me. I wouldn't be who I am. The other way the word with is used is from a pathological point of view. A person with HIV. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that like the average person that has HIV would probably be happy if you could take it from them and they would still be a whole person. I'm really going out on a limb here. Like if, if you've got HIV and you love having HIV and I'm wrong, just please tell me to shut the fuck up. Tell me why enlighten me. I want to know. But somebody that has picked up some horrible disease that gives them nothing and takes everything like that's when we use, we often tend to prefer person first language, a person with arthritis, right? I have arthritis. I don't have autism. I have arthritis. And I would be really happy if you could take my arthritis away. My arthritis doesn't give me anything. It gives me pain. It gives me pain. But my autism, I love my autism. Society makes autism hard sometimes. Society can be disabling. But I really love being able to walk outside and everybody else just you know, walks and they might say, Oh, it's a nice day, but I like to stop and look up, look around. I like to see the patterns of the wind blowing through the leaves. I like to try to figure out where's that smell coming from? Like I smell rosemary and looking around and trying to spot the rosemary plant. I love looking at the ground and in my mind deconstructing the, the layers of soil and the root structures and the, the mycelial network and everything that's going on just in those top few inches under my feet. I love autism. I love being autistic. I'm not a person with autism. I'm not afflicted with autism. I didn't contract autism. There was no dirty needle. There was no big pharma conspiracy. My parents fucked. That's, that's how I got autism. My parents fucked. And nine months later, I came out. I'm not going to say I was a perfect baby, but I was a perfectly good autistic baby from the beginning. I was always autistic and I love being autistic. So this went on a lot longer than I thought it would. The bottom line is this, when you're talking about autistic people, 
default to identity first language, number one. Number two, be open-minded about who you're talking to. If you're talking to an autistic person and they correct you on identity language, while you're talking to that person or about that person, please respect the language that they prefer. And finally, number three, don't argue with autistic people about autism identity language if you are not yourself autistic. This is not your place. As the saying goes, stay in your lane. I don't care how many degrees you've got. I don't care how many children you've crapped out and raised. If you're not autistic, you're not a stakeholder in this conversation. Period. You might be the beneficiary of autistic thought, autistic ideas on this. You might think of yourself as an ally. Whether we think of you as an ally or not, that's up for grabs. Improve it. If you're an ally, you're going to listen to what autistic people are telling you we need. And you're going to amplify, excuse me, you're going to listen to autistic, what autistic people are telling you we need. You're going to accept that and you're going to amplify that message for others who are listening to you. But if you're arguing with autistic people about what we need, about how we preferred to be spoken of, that makes you a jerk. So we've got enough jerks in this world. It's 2020 and like you can't swing a stick outside without hitting some jerk, some entitled jerk who thinks they know more than everybody else. And you might be listening to me now and thinking, well, you're that jerk. Yeah, I'm, I'm a jerk. But I'm a jerk because I'm, I'm just done being pushed around by non-autistic people who have for too long dominated the conversation about us. I'm just one of millions of autistic adults. Most autistic people are not children. Most autistic people, fact, are adults. And if I'm a jerk, if I'm coming off as a jerk, it's just because I am not taking this shit anymore. I am standing up. I'm speaking. Taking the narrative back. I'm taking it back for others who are like me. I'm taking it back for other autistic people who are not like me. So, if, if somebody shared this with you, Hopefully you're not mad. Hopefully you're feeling a little enlightened. It's probably a lot to take in. I just ask that you approach it with an open mind and open heart. Give gratitude to to the person who shared it with you. Tell them, thank you. Thank you for helping me to understand why the language I use is hurtful. So be kind to yourself, be kind to other people. I'll have another rant soon, maybe in an hour. I don't know. We'll see. Take care.